The Torah content from now through Pesach has been sponsored by the Kofsky family in loving memory of Adira, who loved big ideas and asking big questions. Okay, so we have uh, the mission mission objectives are as follows. Uh, mission objective one is do the Me'iri on the last Tuftukin. Mission objective two is answer Adler's first question in light of what we've done, which is what the parak about as a whole. Um, I think because the parak is so short, then we can also try to do the second question, and then uh, which is what is it saying in detail and how, like how does that all flow from the main idea, and then answer the fourth question. Those are our objectives. But let's go through review. Okay, mission objective zero. So. Uh, it's been a while. Uh, it's been a week. Um, no, it's been yeah, it's been a week. So um, didn't we come up with a new theory of Ashrei over yeah, they, Shavuos? Oh, over Shavuos. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I thought I said something I at one was, point in the morning. Ashrei, I thought it was in Mishlei. I was in Mishlei. We have we did have a present with Ashrei. Oh yeah, so I think it was yeah. Ashrei. Okay. <laughs> It was like, no, it's you to mean both, like always, both praiseworthy. Right, happy. right. So that, wasn't you, that always your working? No, it was either. Oh, but it's used right. for both. When you want to say someone is happy because of their praiseworthy qualities, it's like, it's a, it's a dual mm-hmm. word. Yeah. That's why I've heard to pull that move late. Yes, yeah. <laughs> okay, right. So uh, praiseworthy happy is the person, uh, is the man who... Um, does not walk, does not follow the counsel of the wicked, who are people who chase money, according to the Miri. Um, and then the path of sinners, who are people who are in uh, uh, pursuing taiva. Yeah. That's a really interesting, like, that, just going back to the Oscar thing, that, um, like, I think, like, is a core point in, like, you know, Judaism's, like, philosophy. Yeah. Yes. That, like, that's true. What's good and what's praiseworthy oh, is that's... what like makes you happy. Yes, that you're right. That's something that like I did not take the time to appreciate how different that is than let's say like the world's definition of happiness. Like, yeah. like you know, if you have like like take take I mean take um Rashaim Khatim or Latin, right? <laughs> I mean like Rashaim people who pursue money, people will admire the money making qualities, but it's not like no one's saying that like except maybe Ayn Rand, that these people are doing like, like they're living in accordance with human virtue and that's what makes them happy. It's like right. there's having, and then and, and, and like, yeah, there's like, it's almost at odds. I mean, you know, and, right. depending on how you view it. It's like they live for a thing and also sometimes they're happy. Yeah. It's not that they live for what makes them happy. Right. Or, or they're living for what makes them happy and then they throw out virtue. Virtue, exactly, yeah. yeah. It has to come at the expense of virtue, right? Yeah. And then, um, uh, it's like, um, um, I thought there was like an expression that it was, but it's like people are like, yeah, like goodness is like for suckers. Yeah. I think I yeah, they're probably, they're probably hard. Yeah. <laughs> There's something like mentality yeah. that, like, you know, if you like, you could be good, but then you won't be successful. Yeah. And like, that, that, like, and like, success is tied up in happiness. Right? Yeah. Like, the near this choice of like focusing on being good versus focusing on being successful, which will come at the expense of the Yeah, year. isn't there a thing? Good guys finish last. Is yeah, that a saying? Nice, nice, nice guys finish last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That, that which I think they mean by good because they don't have a concept of goodness. They have a concept yeah, of like being yeah, nice. You know, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, that was the first thing I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and certainly for the Taiva lifestyle, like no one really, unless you're 
I mean, the average person who pursues Taiva does not view that as like a virtuous thing. You know, you need like a Epicurean type philosophy to view it as virtuous. And late team also like, like I think late team are, they almost have to have a philosophy, like this kind of late has to have, a, uh, for people to view that as happiness, they kind of have to cultivate a philosophy of denying virtue, like, like whatever man, nothing matters, or like, you know, like either a nihilism way or like a hedonistic late type way, or a like, you know, uh, like a, like stick it to the man type, uh, you know, yeah, that is a good point. Short work to Helen. That's oh, the, 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 yeah, yeah, the, um, that's another question I would like to answer if possible, which is why is this the first Peric? Uh -huh. But yeah. Uh -huh. Is that, do we know that Dylan has an order? Uh, I think so. Okay. There are definitely enough Mepharchim who talk about how this be, is the first parak as being significant, even if the rest of it doesn't have an order, like that this is the first one. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's weird that we put the the a patsuk about Ashrei at the beginning of, of our Pesukah de Zimra, because that's not from Ashrei, you know, right? That's not from that parak. I, I didn't hear that that was to make it a microcosm of the um, Oh, that? Yeah. If if you find an idea uh, source for that, I then uh, I've heard, heard that in Uh huh. Because if that's from Chazal, that'd be a good support, yeah, you know. Which book? So what we call Afrei starts with Tehillah Ladavid. Yeah, that's the which ironically is the only thing in Sefer Tehillim that is a Tehillah. The only one out of 150. Really? Yeah. It's weird, right? Huh. Yeah. Yeah, I think the rough. I feel like the rough. Uh, okay, that's. I'll I'll see what rough stuff yeah. I have. That, uh, yeah, what were you saying? Uh, uh, like, and I'm, I'm sure you're right about that, but like <laughs> it's unbelievable, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, I feel like I recall like most of like seeing other things. But I mean, there are other psukim that have the word tila, but it's not none of the. There's like all tons of mizmors, shiramalos, lamatzeah. Haluka, uh, this is the only one that starts with Tehillah. Wait, you're going to... Oh, wait, fine, fine. Sorry, Tehillah, okay. You can call the book, like, the Gittisim. No, but you could call it Zephyr Tehillulim. Because uh, didn't we say Haluka mm -hmm. is the highest of the ten phrases, you know? Yeah, Zephyr Haluka. It is the same short, right? But the word Hallelujah that makes... Uh, sorry, the word that makes Haluka good is it's com combining praise and the Shem Hashem in one. Right. Right. Sure about that. Uh, I'm not sure about it. Tehillah well. <laughs> <laughs> does not do that because it's uh, if you say Tehillah plus Yudhe right. as God's name, then that's uh, mm -hmm. yeah, that's yeah. Okay, so um, ha uh, praiseworthy and happy are all those people, uh, and then um, uh, I'm scrolling. Sorry. Um, but only in the Torah of Hashem is his desire or his delight, and in his Torah he he. Contemplates day and night. Um, uh, oh, by the way, I, I made this point to you one, Mariv, uh, but it wasn't in, in Shira, is that um, one of the cool things about Tehillim, about learning Tehillim, is that so much of the Nusach of Tehillah comes from Tehillim, that when you learn something like this, and then you are conscious that when you say Mariv, and you say the bracha, uvahem nehegi oman balayla, that is derived from this. So if you get this idea clear, then every time you say Mariv, and you say that line, then you're reviving the idea, um, uh, unless you died to everything from yesterday. <laughs> but uh, 
I mean, well, that's why I said Theo Mangalala, right? You got to think about it all the time. Yeah. Um, but uh, but it's Tehillim does that much more because the bulk of cooking from our the bulk of phrases from our field come from Tehillim. So it's one of the perks about learning Tehillim. Um, okay. So one question I had, I know this is technically review, but whatever. Um, the Meiri, I had this question right before here. The Meiri made the point that it's not praising people who do Averos. So like pursuing money in a way that's like through Gneva or doing fate through like, you know, uh, you, you know, Kachir's or Isuribia or like late team in terms of Lachanhara, right? So, because he said there's no point in saying uh, praiseworthy is someone who's not a co-fair. Mm -hmm. So my question is like this. First of all, and I think we raised this question in the beginning before the Miri. First of all, is this a spectrum or is it an absolute? Meaning that is it to the extent which you're not involved in those values and involved in Torah, then you will be more Ashre? Or is it like, no, the only person who's Ashre is someone who's absolutely not involved in those things and is only devoting himself to Torah. Uh, and I think the Miri does take a stance on that. I think he does hold that it's an all or nothing thing. Or like it has to be told. I think he said like, Klalu Klal. Or maybe that was just by the um, oh no no sorry no, no sorry that was by the late team so maybe late team has to be an absolute thing but yeah. is the rest of it a sliding scale thing? The the other two the first one he said you you can do it but just not in the same way right and the second one he said you do it to a lesser extent right but like right. let's say you have a person like in in reality things are more complex than they are on in Pesukim so let's say you for the most part are um are only involving yourself in physical pleasures to the extent that's necessary. But let's say like one day you overeat. So does that kick you out of the category? Like that sounds a little ridiculous, you know? Um, but like, you know, so that's what I mean by like a spectrum. But then the other question is when he said that it's not talking about someone who does it with Isser, okay. Where is the end of the spectrum? Is it, does it end like, is the entire spectrum of this phenomenon People who do engage in money and taiva on the one end, the heter, and then people who are only in Torah, or is the end of the spectrum people who do it, the isra also, and that's part of the spectrum. And then the only thing is, is that it can't say afre. It's not proper to praise someone for that. We're going away from that. We're going away from that. Yeah, because what I was thinking about is like, is it really? Let's take something that is like uh, not in in uh, mishpatim. Let's say something that's like chukim. You know. Are you really going to differentiate? And, and you can make the argument, but are you really going to differentiate between someone who eats, who's like overwhelmed by their taiva and eats a hamburger versus someone who's overwhelmed by their taiva and eats a cheeseburger in terms of the way, in terms of their value system? You know, I can see the argument to say that, no, once you cross the line of violating mitzvah, then that puts you into a different category. But I can also see someone saying that, no, the essential point he's making is, is your, is your, uh, your core value taiva or is it chachma? And when you're in a moment of uh, hate, which again, we're defining hate here. I think if you're doing the Maisie, then that's a different thing. But let's say like, like you're overcome by your Yeter, you know, is that really different if you're doing the Isser or the Heter, like in terms of your relationship to Paiva, you know? Well, isn't that sort of his point? It's like, we're not discussing Isser or Heter. Yeah, that's what I, 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 well, I thought his point was you can't call someone Ashre oh. if, they're, if they're violating Torah. Oh. But you could read it your way. That's kind of what I'm asking. Yeah. Right. But you could talk about negatives of people who are darkness. Right. You just, it just wouldn't be appropriate to say Atre. You know, I mean, like in reality, the spectrum is is full. Mm -hmm. 
And like, let's say you have a person, let's, let's say you have a person who's a complete Piva, ball Piva, but once a week he goes and learns. Right. So did that move him further along on the spectrum for, for Afre? And it's just like, you know, yeah. Fire? Oh, that's, is it live Omer today? <laughs> <laughs> um, is, uh, Is, is there a barbecue? Smell oh, I, I smell like it's like a wood chip fire, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Why do you close it? I love that. It's one of my favorite yeah, smells. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, open, maybe not even the smell. Yeah. I was wondering if they closed it with the smell. Ah. I was wondering if they're so good. <laughs> If there are like a, two different spectrums to think about, yeah, like the Osher spectrum, like like do, or is Osher a spectrum or is it just a state that are right? Yeah, that's good way to ask it. Or yeah. you're, and you're like totally out of Osher, and also the, all the other things, Alsace for Shime and Fair of Time, most of Latum, are those spectrums? Yeah, right? that's a good. That's a good question, also. Yeah, or a good way to. I don't know if that's a different question, or I, I think it's the same way to frame it. Or I think it's the same question, just a different way to frame it. Yeah. Can clarify why can't they Osher? Yeah, let's just look at the Miri again. Um, I think it was on the bottom of page Nun Aleph. Um, three lines up from the bottom, in the middle of the line, Inyan Etzlihu. Shlokivin l'shabech bazemish ino rasha o machis umoreid. It's not praising someone for who's not a rasha or not a uh, an anger or a rebel. Shein in a royal omar. See, that's the thing. In min haroi lomar, asrei mish eno min o kofir o rasha o mach. He doesn't say that they, I mean, he could mean this, but I'm, he's not saying that they, that they're not um, uh, partaking of this happiness. He's saying it's not proper to praise them, to say that they're praising. Why don't we, if they actually are, it, that makes it stronger, doesn't it? If they actually are experiencing this. Right, but you're not going to advertise like. Um, that they're having like a little bit of offer. Right, yeah. Meaning you wouldn't say like. Um, reading with someone who, who only is like getting like a little bit of something as like an advertisement for that thing. Wait, let's just go on. He says all that. Sha'afa Hamon Hapusim Yimna Enu Vimasuza Vyakur Plisusa. Even the Hamon and the degenerates. Refrain from and reject this, and they recognize its degeneracy. Aval, see now, now, but now he switches. I, I think aval hakavana l'shabeach mishe porish midarche olam. Kamosha rov haolam bofrim bo v'nimshachim akarav k'dei liyachid levavo. Yeah, that sounds like it's absolute. K'dei liyachid levavo v'han hagosav latora ulavodas hakel yisale. Right. Yeah. So it might, I mean, look, it's not obviously there are benefits to. Being pushed from the dark element to whatever extent you can, but Ashray does sound like a state, like the way they was saying it, you know? Like the top of the spectrum. Yeah. There's not someone who's like a little bit Ashray because they don't, right. they're not uh, murderers. Yeah. But on the other hand, I think there still could be validity in the point I'm making about the, about whether we differentiate between Avera or not. Uh, because here's another argument from, for that is that who says that the Ish is, uh, has to be Jewish? Like, are we saying that, like, the Avos couldn't be uh, Ashrei? Like, I, I think they were, you know? Um, so, like, yeah, <laughs> very small Torah. Um, but, um, 
But yeah, so I still I still think that that distinction. I don't even say whatever Roy means. Oh, <laughs> oh, but I was just seeing if you still wrote now. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yes, you're right. You're right. Thank you. Thank you. Um, can't can't forget. Never forget uh, that uh, joke. Uh, the um, I was gonna say. Uh, yeah, yeah. The value system thing is what matters, and it's just that you can't. No, no, like this. I'm totally fine with saying that we're not going to say that a Rafa is Afre, mm -hmm. but it's not because he's doing a Veros. It's because he's involved in that value system of Dar He's not for it from Darfay Olam. Right. Right. He might have been doing it. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this makes sense as a possibility. What if, um, like, Afre is a more narrow category? Um, but it's not, but the, I'd say, the dividing line is not whether a person is like the paradigm of these clicking or not. Mm -hmm. Like, to the extent that a person is on like the extreme part of the spectrum of, you know, um, meaning to, you know, opposite extreme, you know, it's like the top like quarter or something, you know. Not like anyone who's not a min. Not anyone who does this at least a little bit, but like, um, let's say a person who, to some extent, who like to some extent, for like you know, for mm -hmm. and um, involves in learning Torah, um, would be to some extent after. Well, that's what isn't that what we're asking about to some extent after? Like, does that make sense? Yeah, it seems yeah. to me like from the Meiri. That he that the guy was like, I don't know if he was like literally unconflicted, but it didn't say like he was like Yahweh Lavavo or something like that. Yeah, right. Yeah, like you can definitely get let's say Mishleic perks from being forced me dark Ha'olam and get like lowercase h happiness. But like this state that the Meiri is describing does sound like all your energy, like that's what you're 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 driving your pleasure from, except for the like incidental uh, bodily things. Yeah, I guess the thing I'm thinking of is. Oh, so you're actually for the fact that you're on the like the shema, like on the on the process in the process of the uh, yeah. So like I'm gonna say like let's say the the, the shema is the parallel to being ashray. Yeah. Um. So a person who so person who just the regular person isn't going to be having the shema moments. Um. But as you like, yeah, probably you'll have more and more the shema. Mm -hmm. Would be like, you know. Yeah, it doesn't sound like Amiri has that paradigm uh, to me. Yeah. I feel like the Amiri is such a logical contradiction with the Pasuk. Yeah. Because he, the Pasuk says that the person who doesn't partake of, you know, Azrach Shashayim, Derek, and Khatayim, or Moshe Lipton is praised. And the Amiri is saying that that person is not. But that's not the end of the sentence. He in, but only in the Torah of is his desire. I think that's where the Amiri is getting it from. I see, I see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So is that a good review of the first two seconds? <laughs> okay. So then the next one actually ends up being easy, right? Uh, so that it will be like it'll be like a um a tree planted alongside um streams of water that gives forth its fruit in its time and its leaf does not rot. And whatever he does, he will succeed. Miri gave so many interpretations of that that it sounds like just general advertising of like 
doesn't work out for you, you know? Work out for you, won't backfire. Well, won't backfire, it's not gonna harm your money, you know, you're gonna be able to teach, you're gonna have uh, kids who take after you, you're going to, uh, you know, be protected, what was that? Your group is gonna, gonna work and you're gonna succeed, yeah. Okay, so that was that was good. Uh, okay, Lokein HaRashayim, Im Kamot HaShir Tidifin Not though the Rashayim, and let's reread this one because we read it uh, fast last time. Um, and this is really found on page um, Nun Zion, uh, left column, Dalad. Lokein HaRashayim, Ratzal HaRashayim, Akhar HaMam. So remember, Rashayim means people who, who lust after money. Sh'ein HaTzlachasam Nitzchis. There's, sorry, yeah, I'm reading the right place here. Yeah. Their success is not eternal. Ve'af ba'olam hazeh inet midas. And even in olam hazeh, it's not constant. Of all kal mehera tovad kamot asher tidfen aruch. But it can, it can like be blown away really quickly, like, uh, or lost really quickly, like a, a chap that's blown away in the wind. Ve'omro kamot su kal ba'asma u'misno ea me'elav. It's light, it itself is light, and it moves at a light thing. Ve'kot ke'en bihishadish siba t'ni'ehu. And all the more so when something blows it. So even on a non-windy day, it'll just like float, float around. And then if it's windy, then forget about it. Um, so to the uh, money. Um, uh, <laughs> um, okay, so it's also kala blosiba. It moves really, uh, it's really light and moves without a cause. I forgot, I was, I forgot to bring the WD-40. I knew I was spraying something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I, I, the the ways of spending it and losing it are very common. And all the more so if, if things are befalling you. So yeah, basically, if you make if you put your happiness in money, it's fleeting. It's easily affected. You can't keep it. You spend it a lot. So you're really like, <laughs> it's really going to be a, 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 an annoying lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that passion? I mean, just some people know that money won't last forever, or is it really? Uh, I, see, he seems to be putting the the chiddush on the ba'olam that in olam hazeh it's a very fickle thing, you know. And I think people don't think that. I think right. they think that when they're rich, they're, they're going to have it. Yeah. Yes. Right. It's not fortress. I mean, isn't that exactly what we were saying before about that people make the look between virtue and happiness, and that like they think that. You have to kind of pick one, and like maybe in Olamaba, you'll get good things for being virtuous. Yeah, but at least you got your money here, yeah. and this thing not even here, right? Yeah, right. So in that sense, it's interesting. In that sense, it is a very Mishlaic argument because, okay, now now we got Mishlaic here. All right, <laughs> we've arrived at home, <laughs> but uh, but no, it's making the whole thing is making a very Mishlaic argument for why you should be a tzaddik and not be a rasha. The tzaddiks will get all this success and enjoyment, you know, uh, and. Uh, and constant delight, you know, in terms of the and the Russia is just going to be chasing around like his money that is not even guaranteed to last with him, and he's going to be losing both worlds, you know. Or not, he's not losing, I mean, he is losing a little hollow, it's not like a, that kind of Russia, but you know, yeah, but, but, in other words, it's not saying here, and this is the interesting thing, which kind of makes me wonder why this is the beginning to tell him, it's not saying that. God will protect you. It's not saying that God, you're in line with God's will, or you're going to be an Ebed Hashem, or like you're going to have Sfar and Olam Haba. Like those are not the arguments he's making here. Right. How does According the, to the Meiri, Russia argument. How does Russia argument um, next to uh, like how does it apply to the late Zim and the Chatan? Uh, so the Chatan he is going to bring in in the next pasuk because uh, the pasuk brings it in, and then the late Zim 
Uh, we'll have to answer. Okay. So let, let's read the last two. So can we get the full picture now? Yeah. Um, now that we're done with the review. <laughs> um, I have a question. We've thought about Tehillim as opposed to Mishlei. Yes, and I have a Bruce Lee thought after that. Okay. That um, Mishlei is focusing on um, um, individualized and uh, like practical consequences in this world, mm -hmm. um, whereas Tehillim is talking about like. Oh, yeah, but I guess it's, it's a, like the um, like internal system. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, like a, like a like a close like family of causes. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, as opposed to, as opposed to Helen, which, which is talking about the broader system, and and looking at um, and, and like well, I'd say like more broad scale, which is both. Um, in terms of the consequences, like, like talking about like the lifestyle, yeah, um, and the consequences in this world and the next, mm -hmm, right? It's like broad picture, right? Yeah, yeah. I Meaning it's it's inclusive of what Michelle is doing, but in a broader perspective of it, a life, a total life lived with. Because it's also interesting mythos and feel and all this other stuff, yeah. but yeah, right, yeah. Because yeah. that's part of the lifestyle as opposed to talking about the internal mechanisms of. A particular thing. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, is the Hillel specific to Jews in a way that Mishlei is? So that, that's an open question to my mind because certainly there are prokim like Ashrei that really have nothing to do with Jews versus non-Jews. Like, it's, I mean, it's, it's humans. But then there are other prokim that are about Palestine specifically or about David really, let's say like Hillel 119, the long one. That seems to be about Har Yag specifically, you know, right. and that's going to be hard to apply it to non Jews. Um, the, yeah. When you, when you said when you said Ashray, were you talking about this part? No. No. Yeah, you're right. Really, this this is the real Ashray. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's funny. Yeah. yeah. When did it start being called Ashray? Oh man. Yeah. yeah. When was that? I wonder when the when that was. Actually, I can ask. Tomorrow. I can ask my new software guy. Tomorrow. No. Oh yeah. Tomorrow I yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. I'm gonna. All right. Um, uh, Can I make a short comment? Yes, yeah, you make your short comment because I, I want uh, Isaac to not be distracted while I'm making my comment. Okay. Not, not that <laughs> yeah, that's like, not yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah. No, it's fine. It's fine. I can tell yeah. him later. No, this is, I just think this is a pretty um, like nice and also powerful analogy the way the mirror is taking it. Yeah. Um, just like the, he says, like it, it, the money, like it moves around easily and for no reason, you know? Yeah. Like just imagining like, you know, plant matter bits like floating away randomly. Yeah. No. Yeah, it's a, it's a very, very good visual uh, for those of us who are Zofa. Um, uh, yeah, and it is interesting also, I, he doesn't say this, but I'm going to go ahead and posit this. If you have chaff on your table and you reach out to grab it, then it, that, that itself can blow it away, you know? That's a good, uh, yeah. Like trying to grab something underwater, underwater like, um, moves it. Yeah. <laughs> um, is it possible that maybe the rest of Hillam is not about this? And this is like sort of an introduction to Hillam. Like, yeah. you know, all these good things. Like, like basically, like, obviously, like, Dali didn't have Michelet. Yeah. So he's basically just saying, like, oh, before I jump into like how to have a relationship with Achman yeah. and God and all that, like, I'm just going to start off with this is good for you in normal Michelet wins. Okay, so that's one possibility that he's it, 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 it's a nod to all the stuff that Shlomo then expanded upon in an entire book. The other possibility is I wonder if this is the gateway that 
you need to be holding in this as an ideal uh, uh, before, you, before you venture into the world of talent. Yeah, that's kind of, oh, oh, oh. I, I just kind of, right. I guess it's, you're saying it's like a necessary thing. Yeah, I'm not maintaining that yeah. possibly. I, mean, I, I, I think yours also makes sense. Right, I guess I was, I was looking at it as like a hook, like a, you know, but like a, yeah. like a, no, more like a, like a carrot on a stick. Like, yeah. First, you, you know, like you get them in with Mitch Landy. Yeah. Whatever. Right. Philadelphia. Oh, Philadelphia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and it is, you know, it reminds me, uh, wait, was this the morning you were with us or the morning you were not with us? It was the Rabag in Sinai of, in order to get Kali to accept Torah, Hashem told them all the benefits that they're going to get from yeah. it and then had them accept it. Yeah. Right. So that's like, yeah, you weren't there and you right. weren't there and you were there and you were there and you were there. You were there. <laughs> um, okay. The point out, the Bruce Lee point I was going to make now that we're done with our review, this is the type of review I like doing. And this is a review where you're opening your mind to knowing and not to knowledge. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like and we do, we do this in Ramam, the Kiyos, a lot yeah. uh, of like, I, I mean, I, it's not a thing I consciously try to do. I think it's just the way that because I like reviewing this way, then like you're going over the same material and you're not blocking out the ideas, yeah. but you are letting your mind like encounter the ideas fresh after it's had time to rest and you get so much more out of it. Yeah. yeah you're going slower, but like, I think this is like a good, a good interview and it feels just because we're doing this in the super ultra hyper mega meta Michelin review. Um, weird. That feels different than, than this kind of review. To me, it does. Yeah. I was going to comment when you said you had a new question. Yeah. Um, that if you didn't ask the new question, that would be, um, that wouldn't be free thinking. Yeah. Right. That's true. That's that'd true. Be like, that'd be a regimented. Uh, yeah. We're only going to confine ourselves by the ideas we had last time. Yeah. And and then just as a, as a plug, I mean, I've said this a lot, but like if you are someone who is learning Gemara and you're in a Gemara Shear, if you don't do this kind of review with Gemara Shear, then you're not going to gain in terms of uh, as much as you as you do, you know. Um, and like if you can't do that, then you can just do the review of the knowledge thing. But th- like this has to be like, you know. This is where the Iker gain comes from. Especially when you go from the top of the sheer all the way through, you know, um, not listening to it necessarily, but like yeah. going over it. Yeah. Okay. New pasuk. Wait, what's the Bruce Lee thing? That was the Bruce Lee. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, knowing versus knowledge. Yeah. yeah. I just focusing on the ideas. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the Bruce Lee thing. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. To like confine it, like, is this the Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Al Kain lo Yakum Rishayim ba'mishpat Therefore, Rishayim will not. Now I don't know if Yakum means arise or persist uh, in in, ju- in ju- justice or judgment. I also don't know what that is. V'chataim ba'adas sadikim and v'chataim in the congregation of sadikim. Kolomar. It means lo Yakum Rishayim v'chataim ba'adas sadikim. So he's he's making it A B C D thing, yeah, right. So he's saying, uh, thank you, yeah. Uh, time and and uh, Rishayim and time will not stand in the Adas Tzadikim, okay. To resemble them in one mishpat. Now, what does that mean? Since their actions are not directed towards a good outcome, that their intent in their striving is not for the intent of perfection, mm-hmm. which side question, I always wondered when the term shlemus as perfection became introduced into the Rishonim. Hmm. Shlemus Adam and shlemus. Mir uses it a lot, but I don't 
recall the Rama I'm using it. And it's not that I've seen all the Ramas in the world, but you know, interesting. Um, uh, uh, yeah, I, yeah. Side note on the side note. Um, I definitely went through a change as a result of Rabbi Sachs, not telling me specifically to do this, but my framework change is that I think in yeshiva, we, we use the word perfection a lot. Mm. And after learning with Rabbi Sachs, I changed the word, uh, I, I changed the way I conceived of it from perfection to development. Mm -hmm. And then from Bruce Lee changed it to actualization, mm. which is very close to development. But I think perfection, you couldn't mean that when you say perfection, but perfection lends itself to an emphasis on the outcome or on the ideal and matching up with the ideal, mm -hmm. as opposed to taking whatever potentialities are in you and actualizing them as far as possible, you know, which I think is a healthier way to relate to the word shlemus. Yeah. I think also perfection lends itself to a person um, having blind spots about themselves because they think, is there any area where I have like a specific flaw? Mm -hmm. And then if you don't come up, I mean, you can't like come up with it. Yeah. It's like, oh, you know, like, I must, like, I must not have any issues early, you know, maybe I'll have like a couple right. things, but like, right. So much emphasis on, yeah. I was saying, if I like development is not something that there is like, like, you know, a metric where you can just be like, am I matching up with all the standards? Yeah. Right. But in order to develop, don't you need like, a an ideal that you're moving toward like you need a direction at least that you're moving toward uh so my clothes between ports and torah <laughs> right okay i mean um yeah you, you, the answer is yeah towards it. <laughs> going to but but um but uh so yes I, I i would agree with that but in terms of the activity that you're doing you are the emphasis is not on Am I or am I not meeting the ideal? The emphasis is on am I taking the step towards the ideal, mm -hmm. you know, like in line with my potential. Okay. So I think that's what I mean by like the healthier sort of non, it's more process oriented than goal oriented. Mm -hmm. Even though the process obviously has implicit in it the goal. Yeah. But I think it's putting emphasis on the process, which I think is also just psychologically much healthier. Okay. Yeah. Especially if you're a perfectionist, you know, you got to become a development test. <laughs> um, okay. Anyway, so So these guys, the Rishayim of the time, their striving is not for the intent of perfection. Uh, so So they, and uh, I mean, the Rashaim will not have, and neither will the Chatayim who are drawn after the Taivas in a manner of pleasure. They will not have a Tekuma Bamishpat. At the time of judgment, that's the time when the Midas Adin is lifted over it. I don't know what that means. To uh, give them retribution for their ways and their actions with the congregation Tadikim equally. So what I'm getting from this, that's putting the emphasis on consequences. Now, you could say that this is talking about, you know, getting their. Um, Retribution in Olam Haba. I just don't see any evidence that he's talking about Olam Haba right here. Because he could very easily say schar, nitzchi, nefesh, like Olam Haba type terms. Um, so that's like when the time comes to get the consequences of their actions. You know, like they're not going to, they're, they're not going to end up 
when when the, the lifestyle of the tzaddik yields its consequences and when the lifestyle of the Russia and the, the Chote yields its consequences, they're not going to be in equal portions. So you're going to have the Adas tzaddikim that's all happy, right. and then the Rishayim and the Chaim who are like uh, like unhappy and being blown around like the uh, chaff. Right. Yeah. I did I did notice that. He looks to me a little bit like he's moving away from pure like Mishlaic ways of talking about things. Yeah. Because he does say that the that the Rishayim there is not for blameless. Yeah, it doesn't sound like. A, yeah, I think that's what know. got my mind thinking about like, what is you know, why is he interesting in the term Shlomo? Because Shlomo is also non-particular. Like he was, he could have said, "Look, because that's what he said the whole parak is about, you know, or Torah or something like that. Yeah. Well, it does kind of point that we would say is like that it's um, kind of the intersection of like practical decision making yeah. and focusing on. Right, like your theory about the uh, starting off thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right, or or uh, I'll you after it. <laughs> Isaac's Isaac's point about the uh, about encompassing everything else. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, it was an accident. Just like you're getting called up for the Torah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, because Hashem knows the way of Tadikim and the way of Rashaim will perish. So that's Rashaim and not Tatayim. Oh, we got to answer the late question later on, but I want to read this, Meiri. Oh, you know what? I can cut into my, into my QA if I need to. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Yodeh Hashem Derech Tadikim Klomar. Okay, now we're going past just some involvement in Chachma, where we're talking about Yediyat Hashem. The Tzadik grasps or apprehends and knows the glory of his creator according to what is possible for him. And then the matter will be um, reversed, feels like not a good translation here. You'll see, and God will know his way. He's known God when God will know his way. Uh, and he will supervise. Now he brings in Hashgacha Pratis. He will supervise him with the um, uh, finely tuned Hashgacha. Right? Dakus, I think, here means like fine tuning. Uh, which is drawn after his intellect and his good behavior. Okay, so he's going to be a recipient of the Hashgacha in its particulars. Okay, so and, and that we know that from um, that's the muscle of God knowing you, right? Is that that God's involved in the details of whatever you understand Hashkafa is? throws in their chataim, right? Tovid will perish. that we cut off from the the congregation of the tzadikim umad and from their level. Pirusho, this means tovad tovid me'adas tzadikim. They'll be they'll perish from the congregation of the tzadikim. Even though, according to the aspects we've explained, they will not perish completely. Did he say that earlier? It says in Puma oh. 49, El Pasuk Aleph. Did he say they're not going to perish completely? Maybe, like, he was saying they're floating around, like, they're not going to be, like, just like... Yeah, right, right. But they're gone from the Adasadigan. They're just not there. Mm-hmm. Still smell it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, this is partaking of the pleasures of Olam Hazeh in a very measured way. Yeah. We're not making our life about this. End. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it is the greatest pleasure. Uh, I, I think 
Oh yeah. No, it's the great physical pleasure. The great physical pleasure or pleasure? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of the idea of disamim also. Yeah. Why we use disamim is like a, a pleasure of the nefesh, and we use the term, you know, like the nefesh is, uh, you know, uh, nehne from the yeah. But that would take us too far afield. Yeah. Okay. So that last point, but it is a pleasure. Um, uh, the um, this last point basically seems to be that they'll also get the products of the hashgacha and the rishayim. I mean, this what you just said fits in with the with this is they're like. They're doubly, um, uh, what do you call it, cut off in the sense that their involvement is going to make them just chase money all day and they're not getting helped. And the tzaddikim are already flourishing naturally and they'll get assisted by the hajjaha, you know? Okay, so now in the remaining time, let's try to answer what's the parak about as a whole and then what effect is it supposed to have on us? So I just want to add yeah. something about this a little more before we go that. I was thinking more about the hand book. Yeah. Um, it's a um, kind of like an analogy. Um, is it kind of like a, um, a well-written work of fiction where like the, um, the um, because of the like Evil for like versus actions, like the consequence, like, like, you know, as the like the book goes on, the consequences of their actions like catch up to them. Mm-hmm. And so, like, they'll like, they'll like, you know, like, there will come a time where, like, um, like, there comes a point where, like, consequences of like each party's actions like catch up to them. And like, the Russia, uh, uh, like, like, you know, the villain gets. Bad consequences because of the evil actions and the and like the you know the the hero gets like good consequences and then and that, that's like um, hey and then in survive it's not only that but because the Sonic has like um, like plot armor mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> they're like they're, they're, um, things will work out for him in a way that. Um, like because of Hashgacha's gem mm-hmm. in like a more particular article. Right. I mean, you don't need fiction. You could say the Miguel's Esther that that was the um, the uh, that was what Claudius saw yeah. uh, in terms of you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the point that I was going to say was that um, this is the. Like, I was going to say what I was going to say just uh, just to finish my sentence. Um, Miguel's right. Esther that um, that Morphine Esther used their Chachma and. What ended up happening was, and Haman followed his like egomania, and then Haman ended up getting destroyed by the natural consequences. But also, more than Esther, their their Chachma was reciprocated by the Hashgaha that brought down Haman in a particularized way. And like that was, I think that's Rebbe's problem. Like what it means that they accepted the Torah with Ahava, that like they saw the lifestyle of Torah and the fact that the Hashgaha responded to that. You know, very in line with what the Meir just said. You know, uh, it followed after their teicha and their their good benefit, which is also not like other religions, where like you are doing what the god wants, and then he blesses you with some pleasure that has nothing to do with the nature of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like the you know, I mean, I I, I don't know, if, I never saw if this is actually true, but like the uh, what is it? The um, how many versions do Muslims get? 70. 70. I, I was looking sure for 72 or 70. Um, yeah. Um, but like, like if that's true, like that's not 
an augmentation of the lifestyle that we're living here. Like we are living according to Seifa and Tuvan Haga. And then it's just that there's only so much within our control. And then God assists us with that in order to be involved more in Torah, you know, which is the true like pleasure and true perfection. You know, it's like all one uh, system. And that relates to the other point, that point about the Ashray and the happiness being together, because that's the only way that that's going to work out, you know? Yeah. yeah. The thing I was going to say was that, like, I feel like, you know, like, like, like fiction writers will like try to capture this phenomenon, but I'm appreciating that it's like built in to the way that the world is set up is that you just naturally have these like almost like fairy tale plot endings. Yeah. Um, because of. Except for the Akiva and EO. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, no, no, I know it's not it like every time. And yeah. I'm like, it's. But the way the world is designed, the way like have designed the world is to naturally produce these types of, of consequences and results. Yeah, right. That, that is definitely true. Yeah. Um, okay, so what is the main idea and what is the purpose of the paragraph? Those are the things I want to focus on. I feel like we don't even need to go through a question too. I mean, we will to test the main idea, but like, you know, we've been doing that. Yeah. And I do... Sorry, I was just saying, and I, the question of why this is in the beginning of Tehillim is part of that question, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more. Yeah, I think this is only kind of like a half idea, but um, uh, since it's first, I mean, maybe it's stating like the the value system of Tehillim. Right, that's good. That works out. <laughs> right, it is. That's exactly what like the first two psukim are doing, and then, and I think the point you were making about um, like it is advertising that you're going to get tremendous perks from aligning yourself fully with that value system. Yeah. And that is the value system of Tehillim, you know, and like everything else in Tehillim is just an extension of that. Okay. Yeah. One word. Deeper Ake is what we should have called it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also the valuelessness of the, of the there of China. Yeah. Yeah. And this is an, like integral point, like, Going into him, yeah, yeah. Like, let's say, let's say you read about David and Melech, uh and how God protects him and stuff, but you don't have a picture in your mind of who David and Melech is, which is that he's this kind of person. Yeah, it's going to affect your reading of uh, of that. Like, let's say, let's take a, a common example. I think that you know it's very easy for a person to think David and Melech equals Sadiq. Sadiq is someone who does mitzvos, mm-hmm. and then like, or, or Sadiq is someone who davens, or Sadiq is someone who like you know doesn't do Averos. And like, you're, those are all elements of this lifestyle. But the essence of it is that it is being forced from Darche Olam and being involved in Torah Sashem, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and, 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 and Chachma, you know, like, yeah, that's going to affect your reading of the rest of the book. Mm-hmm. And so then what would, what would the purpose of this, uh, of saying this to Helen be is to recalibrate your value system, right? Yeah. I feel like it's helpful to look back at the big picture, like when you're involved in anything really like, um, like let's say you're trying to make a certain decision and it's hard for you to make the right decision or something. Well, yeah. like you look back at the big picture and realize right. this is, you know, the whole reason I'm yeah. in the decision-making game. Right. It's, it's just helpful. And it also outlines the three main threats, according to the mirror. Like the three things that are going to pull you out of this value system is money, you know, covered ambition, success, or Taiva, or or like Litanus, you know, the his kind of Litanus. Um, yeah. Yeah. So Leisim 
also get these bad. I think so, but it is still weird that he doesn't mention them. I mean, you could pull a move. Who, who did, there was their dog who said, right? I think he says, I don't know if we read that far, but I think he says, you know. Well, yeah, it's in the word. That's true, right. Um, I was going to say another thing, which is, oh, yeah, it is kind of ironic that the, a book of praises of God begins with the uh, praise of, of, uh, of a man. You know, it's not praising like as an object of like praise, of, like violating the sixth ikker or whatever, or fifth ikker. But it's uh, it's talking about uh, you know, it's after each, not you know. Yeah. Well, it is a it is a praising God in terms of the system that God made. Yeah, right. That's true. Right, but like you know, again, like it's a book of praise. <clears throat> like there's no praise of Hashem in here, like in terms of direct like statement of praise of Hashem. You know, just implicit. This is really about your the, the person's relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Right. This is why you're praising Hashem, though, right? Like, it's if it's for your relationship. Right. Right. Yeah. The other thing, also, just to point out, I, I know we probably said this, but um, the the botanical marshal is significant because. Um, these are natural results of the lifestyle, you know, like you, you're, you're not picturing a tree that gets a miraculous, like, um, uh, you know, rain cloud, you know, that, that waters in it its time or, or something else. It's, if you, you being involved in Kofman is just like a tree that's planted in your streams of water. And if it's planted in your streams of water, that's how trees work and they flourish and it's like good, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. Metaphors. Yeah, and I, that's another reason why I like the term development or actualization because uh, it it jives really well with the botanical muscle of like you have a, a, a seed and then the seed grows or like you have a potential and it's being actualized. You know, it's not like a, a constructive type muscle like building a building or like building a house. You know, that's not a natural thing. You know, but you do. I mean, there is something different. That you do have to like there is activity and choice that you have to yeah yeah right that. that's true yeah you gotta plant yourself by water yeah yeah but you're adding yeah but all these results just will accrue to you naturally right. yeah okay I think it's good for the first pair for this first time yeah yeah what will we the main idea uh the main idea is the outlining of the value system of Torah and the results. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Let's uh, stop this and then we'll take a little break and then uh, yeah. and then do Q and A. If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Rabbi Schneeweiss. Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at matt-schneeweiss, and my Zelle slash Chase QuickPay and PayPal are mattschneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with the financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor an article, share, or podcast episode, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbishnewos at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading. And thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.